This is the EPLOG audio experience. Namaste. My name is Yashika and I am the producer and host of Voice of Achievers from India. A weekly podcast that brings inspiring voices of entrepreneurs, professionals, creatives, artists and athletes. With each episode, we dive deep into situations that shape the learning curve of experienced individuals. From heart-crushing disappointments to passionate resilience, listen to the stories of these achievers in their own voices. Learn what sacrifices they made, odds they dared, and how they found the inspiration to continue on the paths they chose. Three-dimensional printing brings a massive shift in the designing and manufacturing paradigm. We are exploring this shift and the benefits that this technology brings with our guest today. A mechanical engineer and IIT alumnus, Mr. Yash Rane began his journey in 3D printing as the founding partner and CEO at Chiselle Prince Manufacturing Private Limited in Pune. He envisioned bringing mass customization of products into luxury and lifestyle brands by selling custom-made 3D printed products through an exclusive e-retail store. With a quest to step into the future, a cloud manufacturing system was introduced by Chiselle Prince later to build standardized innovative products. Mr. Yash Rane has served as the chairperson for the Indian Student Operating Board of the American Society of Mechanical Engineers in the past. Today, he shares insights and his experiences about the 3D production ecosystem, its role in the future, and how customers can optimally use 3D printing. Welcome to the show, Yash. Hi, Yashika. Thank you so much for having me today. I'd like to begin by asking you, what prospects did you see in the 3D printing industry to take it up as a full-time business? Wow, it goes long back, like 2014. Uh, that was the year when I got introduced to 3D printing. I graduated from IIT Roorkee. I was doing mechanical engineering. And very surprisingly, 3D printing technology, no one told me about it when I was in college. No one taught me. But while I was in Pune, I, I joined this automotive company. The company was manufacturing HVAC components. The design engineers used to design a lot of new parts. And my job was to get them manufactured. I think that was the time when I got exposed to 3D printing technology. We had some suppliers. And when I got the part manufactured, the one thing that fascinated me a lot was the kind of complexity that you can come up with. Like there was literally no barrier in what a designer is designing and what can be manufactured. Now, although automotive was the industry I was working in, what got me excited was its application in different domains. I suddenly started thinking about, oh, now we can make very custom-made home decor products, maybe very creative iPhone cases, or maybe some cool sports product. And I kind of realized that if I can uh, really pursue this opportunity, uh, it would be a great business for myself. So that's when I quit the job and started pursuing 3D printing full-time. The traditional manufacturing approach has three major stages. What transformation has 3D printing brought? to the traditional manufacturing of design, build, and deliver? Uh, that's a fantastic question. So when you look at any product development, as you said, you have design, build, and deliver. Now, when you are at a design stage, 
with 3D printing, there's no limitation of design, which also means that now a designer can make anything that he wants, right? Uh, it's, it's audio podcast. Uh, I wish if I could show you the images when I say the kind of complexity that we can make up. People are making 3D printed kidneys. Imagine how complex a kidney would be, but then you can manufacture it. You can print it. So that design is never a limitation when it comes to 3D printing. When you get onto the build stage with 3D printing, you can manufacture one, 10, 100, which is like a small batch production. Imagine if you want to manufacture something today and you go to a supplier, the supplier will say, oh, I want 10,000 quantities. I want one lakh quantities. I cannot manufacture one. But with 3D printing, it opens up a new domain of manufacturing small batches so that you manufacture 100, sell it to the market, come back, again, manufacture 100. And then with every batch, you can also change the design, which opens up a very vast application again. And when it comes to delivery, this kind of comes up with the concept of mass customization. The customer can also change the design. Like he can give the design inputs straight away to the designer. And then you build it one quantity and then give it to them. So the entire supply chain gets disrupted when it comes to 3D printing. Now, one amazing fact is Amazon thinks that in future, they are going to have 3D printers in the truck and the moment you place an order on Amazon, they are going to directly manufacture in the truck, which is moving on the streets, and they will directly deliver it to you. So that's the future we are talking about when it comes to 3D printing, totally disrupting the traditional manufacturing. But when we talk about disruption, you also spoke about customized products on one hand and then scaling up on the other hand. Now, future manufacturers will be governed by two sets of rules, they say. Economies of scale for high volume product and economies of one for highly customizable products. Right. How do you see 3D printing in that light? I think both the applications are very different. As you said, high volume production. One of the starting observations that we are seeing in industry now with 3D printing coming into light is conventionally manufacturers never want to manufacture in bulk. They want more agility. They want more flexibility. The option of manufacturing only 1,000 was just not available before 3D printing came into existence, which kind of transformed the unit of economics as well. Now, with 1,000 as well, you can get unit of economics. That means you don't have to manufacture 1 lakh. You can manufacture when you want it, where you want it, and as much as you want it. So no limitation over there. On the other side, when you say manufacturing one customized product, it's also a very good use case application which is coming up. Look at sports or medical or fashion. Look at a medical use case. Okay, human body is the most complex thing that exists on this earth. Now, anything that goes outside a human body or inside a human body is a great application for 3D printing and for mass customization. Companies like Nike and companies like Adidas, they're trying to come up with custom-made shoes, only targeting the athletes, the runners, the sportsmen, so that they can create a custom-made product for them that enhances their performance medical industry where you can make implants, hip joints, knee joints, organs, and look at fashion again. Jewelry industry has been using 3D printing for like almost 15 years now. Fashion industry was the first industry adopting 3D printing because you will not find jewelry manufactured one type in lakhs of quantity. It's always unique. It's always custom made. They were the first adopters of 3D printing. So both the industries are adopting 3D printing at their own speed and definitely the future sees the application on both the sides. Now, mass production is one thing yeah. and customizing products for customers is another thing. Talking about mass customization in that sense, how do you scale up? I think mass customization has some challenges today. Like there's a reason why you do not see 3D printing adopted everywhere today because 3D printing even today has some limitations, some challenges. Now, first challenge that comes with 3D printing is designing. So when I say there's a freedom of design, on the other side, there's also a challenge in design. 
it's mostly because customers wants to get involved in this process because I'm making a unique customer product for my consumer. Now, how to engage with a user so that you can design it? Again, it becomes one-to-one case. That becomes very unscalable. So you need technology where every time you design a product, you engage with your consumer, you extract his personality traits automatically, use those inspiration in your design methodology, and then design a product. Currently, there's no ecosystem that automates this process. It's manual. I talk to you, you give me your inputs, and I design a product for you. That is one of the reasons why 3D printing is not adopted at scale. The second challenge is like selection of right manufacturing process and material. There are so many 3D printers out there today with a range of like 40,000 rupees to few crores. Now, when you want to manufacture something, you have to identify who has the right machine. Can he manufacture the material that you're looking for? Will you get the right quality out of it? I think those are some of the manufacturing expertise, which is still lying on the manufacturing side. Like the designers and the users don't know about it. So that is another gap between design expertise and manufacturing expertise. This bridge has to be built for 3D printing to go for mass adoption. And the third thing is the cost of 3D printing. Even today, the cost of 3D printing is super expensive. Like I remember we were doing iPhone cases in 2015. We come up with really complex design of iPhone cases. We made our own retail store. But the manufacturing cost of each iPhone case was close to 1500 rupees. Now we are talking about a market where you can get an iPhone case, the retail price 100 rupees. On the other side, the 3D printed iPhone case has manufacturing cost of 1500. We were retailing it at like 3000 rupees. So there were very few people who can actually consume an iPhone case of 3000 rupees. That's the disparity. But we are pretty sure that as we move ahead uh, with IoT getting adopted in the market, these three challenges will be resolved. When you talk about who designs, mm-hmm. who actually designs then? Is it the customer? Is it the expert? Or is it both of them? It's an amalgamation of both of them. So the way it usually works is that the designer designs a basic geometry. For example, the designer designs a small cube. And then he gives that cube to the consumer. And it's the design is actually controlled by a few sliders, few numbers. So all user has to do is change the sliders, change those parameters, and automatically the design will evolve. This is something that we call as parametric design, a very new concept which is coming into the market. All the design schools of India are now trying to adopt this new curriculum. But this is essentially the amalgamation of design, designers, and the consumer, and how they can interact together through a single channel. Then what about economic viability? I think economic viability will definitely come as uh, the 3D printer becomes more cheaper and cheaper as we move ahead. Most of the 3D printers today are patented. They are secured by proprietary technology because of which there are only few companies that rules the market. However, if you look at the future, 60% of the patents are already expired. We are seeing the trend of price coming down. So definitely we are on the move where even the mass customization will be as economical as the mass production product. Earlier, 3D printing was primarily used for prototyping. Now that you're talking about scale, Mm -hmm. what is the relationship going to be like between 3D printers and traditional manufacturers? Is it going to be a healthy relationship or do you see competition? I think there's going to be a slight competition and amalgamation as well. It's just the question is very similar to is AI a boon or a challenge? I believe that the traditional manufacturers, they are going to adopt 3D printing as well. They are going to buy a couple of machines and they are going to use it in combination to the traditional manufacturing. Like even today, only 3D printing is not the answer. It's usually the combination of 3D printing and traditional manufacturing that gives you the final product. If a manufacturer invests only in 3D printing, definitely he's not going to become big. He won't be able to cater to all the requirements of the customer. That's only a small portion of the process. 
as we are stepping into the fourth industrial revolution industry 4.0 as they call it wherein technology will be married to advanced production and operation techniques what will the role of 3d printing be like in the future i think first thing is definitely about the connectivity all the 3d printers that we have in the market they are still not connected together which means the way you approach a 3d printing shop it's still very conventional you find it on google you give them a call they are going to get your file on the gmail they are going to reply back it takes a lot of time so the future of manufacturing has to be of more connected world where all the machines all the 3d printers are connected to a single cloud platform that actually makes the accessibility on the consumer side very easy so you go on a single cloud platform the platform looks at a part and tells you this is the 3d printer this 3d printer is just next block and this is how much it's going to cost so it's like connecting the existing world the second thing is de-skilling the entire process we talked about the two separate worlds of design expertise and manufacturing expertise i think this bridge has to be built and this bridge can be easily built by use of machine learning in manufacturing we have some great companies in india coming forward who are trying to accumulate all the manufacturing expertise at a single platform so when you go on that cloud platform and upload a design the software can itself look at the part and tell you is it the traditional manufacturing part or is 3d printing a better solution for you essentially accumulating all that expertise of manufacturing out there onto a single platform that's what we are looking into the future of manufacturing and that's what industrial 4.0 plus 3d printing is all about you spoke about de-skilling now is this de-skilling of the traditional manufacturers or is it de-skilling of the 3d printers or both it's both and the only 3d printing can never offer a complete solution uh, it's always the combination of 3d printing plus traditional manufacturing i have a very strong learning from my own business like when i started off the company restricted by what 3d printing can really do when i say restriction it's mostly in terms of the quality and cost however if we combine it with conventional manufacturing processes we could really hit the mass customization the mass scale at a lower cost and that's when we also started working on the cloud manufacturing ecosystem but then how do you finally bridge the gap between these two the additive nice. manufacturer and the traditional manufacturers i think it's more like looking into the future it's it's very philosophical even today it's more about accumulating the experience of 3d printing guys and traditional manufacturing guys so essentially you have to talk to both of us when i say that we have to bridge this gap we have to bring my expertise and the traditional manufacturers expertise onto a single platform how do we do it by talking to them understanding how their brain works writing the codes and algorithm around it and then put it into one cloud software and you as a consumer you talk to only that cloud software and when you upload a design the software looks at it and then recommend you that from the 3d printing algorithm and machining algorithm this is the best way how you can manufacture it these are the manufacturers yes. talking about the consumers or the end customers yes. tell us can benefit from using 3d printers beyond it being just a fascinating process i'm pretty sure yashika if you walk into any jewelry store today the products that you see on display 3d printing is used over there for every part manufacturing of course it's not the end product but every jewelry today the pattern that you see which is used to cast it it's always 3d printed so 3d printing has already emerged into life of consumers of course it hasn't been done at scale yet the second way is that start adopting 3d printing for local diy products like imagine if you are at home the door knob is not working and you want to just replace it you are not finding the replacement in the market so you can just ultimately 3d print it there are a lot of websites in india today where you find a lot of cat designs the ready made designs so even the consumer doesn't have to design it you just go there download the file find your local 3d printing shop and get it manufactured and the problem is resolved 
So really disrupting the way how consumer also buy the product. It's more about local manufacturing, local production, and getting the problem solved. Do you actually see a shift in students making projects also? Earlier, as students, we have been making projects from scratch. Do you see this also changing? Oh yes, hundred percent. Like since we have launched the cloud platform, I see so many students coming on the platform, and all these students are participating in some competition. We have an automotive competition called Baha. All the automotive components students are now three D printing. Look at robotics events which are happening. The students are three D printing it. I think they are the best consumers of three D printing today. All the colleges have got three D printers in house. That kind of also tinkers them to really push the boundaries of design. And the modern designer should not be put limitation of manufacturing. Right? They should be allowed to design what they think. They should be allowed to design how the future should be. And three D printing is the perfect, perfect tool for them. So the future sure looks interesting. Very amazing. <laughs> achievement mean to you yes before we leave you i think achievement for me is more of self satisfaction i don't see achievement as one fine day where i get recognized by an award i i believe like every day we go through a lot of challenges small problems that we have to solve and when those problems get really solved uh, the sense of achievement comes to me then it really makes me happy on a day to day basis and that's what keeps me moving forward for my future Great. Thank you so much Yash for your time and for helping us understand the 3D printing ecosystem. Thank you so much Yashika. Pleasure to be the part. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to Voice of Achievers and share the link with your friends. Tune in for brand new episodes every Sunday at 11 a.m. Stay updated and stay connected by following us on Instagram at Voice of Achievers. You may also send us guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover with our guests by writing to us. Send out an email to editor at voiceofachievers.com with your name followed by your suggestion. Trust me, we are listening and we cannot wait to share more such voices to empower you. Thank you.